What's up, everyone? We're back for another episode of Locked On Bucks. And uh, while we typically like to keep it to on-court stuff, from time to time, we'd like to turn into film critics. And we've had a number of people ask us whether we like the movie Rise, the about Giannis and his family and the journey they've been on. Uh, I personally did like it. I don't want to give it away too much, but we're going to talk about that today. And then if we get a little bit of time at the end, we'll talk about Chris Milton and where he sits with his contract, his age, and the options the Bucks potentially have. So let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win show monday to friday and also find uh, my other work over at espn alongside me uh, camille davis from the technical foul podcast uh someone who is much more qualified uh, to be a film critic i believe uh just because i don't watch a lot of movies but we're going to get into rise in just a second here uh of course we thank you for making lockdown bucks your first listen and first watch of every day and no surprise we're talking about uh Giannis Dedekumbo. we're talking about Alex Adetokounmpo the last couple of days, and the views have been f- through the roof. The Greek friends that we've made on this podcast have been coming through, and just in general, Bucks fans, let's be honest. If you're talking about Giannis, generally people are interested, so we're going to continue to do that today. Uh, let me start, Camille, by asking you first, are you in general a sports fan, uh, a sports movie fan? Because I feel like there are some people out there that are automatically negative about every sports movie that's ever been made. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big sports movie fan. I like movies, period. Um, for example, I know me and you talked about Hustle a little bit um, mm. and, and our, our thoughts on that movie. Um, yeah, I love them. I've, I've loved sports movies since I can really remember. I don't feel like they make them um, as often anymore. Mm. And it could just be because I'm missing things with all the different ways that movies can come out now. Uh, you know, I feel like an old person by saying like back in my day, you know, a movie came out and went straight to the theater and then it would, you know, come on VHS or um, then later DVD. But now with Netflix making movies and Prime having their movies and then you have all the movie production companies making their movies and like Rise, you have a Disney Plus exclusive movie. So there's a lot of different ways that these movies can be made now. So it's quite possible that I've missed a few, but it feels like the the number of sport movies just isn't as high as it used to be. So whenever I see one, um, I definitely do try to check it out. Yeah, you mentioned we spoke about Hustle. So I want to get a quick take out on Hustle. I didn't think it was very good. I, I was I like surprised, Yeah, which I know you disagreed with, but I was just surprised that uh, so many people loved it. Like I just thought it was like a fine movie. I didn't, I actually was watching that movie and I kept on checking how long was left. I'm like, well, I'm going to stick this out, but when is the finish coming? I just couldn't understand why uh, some of the characters we were supposed to just remember that they're not the people that we know. And then randomly you've got Chris Milton hopping in and it's Chris Milton. So you've got half these NBA players are their real life characters. And then the other guys, I don't know. I just, I just found it really strange, but Hey. 
Yeah, I, it was funny because you let me know that piece of it before I saw it. So when I was watching, yeah. I was like, why would they do this? And then I kind of realized, like, okay, maybe they had to do this because, you know, these NBA players don't want to get cooked on the court by, as themselves, like, <laughs> I'm not getting cooked by even the idea of me getting cooked by a guy who was found in the streets. Uh, that's not going to happen. But this character that I'm playing, sure, he can get cooked, but not me. So <laughs> that is the only theory that I have had to be like, yeah, OK, that makes some sense. Or, you know, they just wanted some some actors that could play basketball. So they, they went straight to the NBA. I mean, I think LeBron and Spring Hill was behind it, too. So. Um, they had a way to, to contact a lot of different players. But when I saw Chris, I was shocked. Like, I was like, oh, I heard he was in it. But like, still, when I saw him, I was like, oh, Chris. And I heard his voice before I saw him. I was like, that sounds like Chris Middleton. And then it was Chris. And I was like, I watch way too much Bucks content for me to just hear Chris Middleton's voice and automatically know who is talking at this moment. So if there is anyone out there that hasn't watched Hustle, Chris Middleton had literally one line. Uh, what do you think he got paid for that line? Do you think that's a lucrative role as he dips his toes into Hollywood? A throwaway line. It's got to be a gun. <laughs> has to be worth the worth the time. So I'm not so. sure, you know, how much he values his time, what yeah. dollar amount he puts on it, but I'm sure he got a little, little something out of it. All right, let's get to Rice. So uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have watched this movie, and if they haven't watched it, they're probably not going to listen to this podcast. So that's totally fine. Unless they plan on never watching it, by the way. Uh, but this is, and a lot of us have probably read the book from Mirren Fader uh, last year. So I've said this before. I think, I actually do think that this movie has more value for people that have no idea about the story than potentially people that do know about the story. But it was also interesting because it was a Disney movie. So I was fascinated to know how this, how they would portray this story, understanding that Giannis and his family have been heavily involved in the making of this movie. And for anyone that has listened to Giannis talk about his family, obviously they weren't going to make anything that they didn't approve of. Like they they want this to be uh, a somewhat realistic uh, portrayal of what they've gone through in their life. But the fact that it was a Disney movie was interesting. I thought, I don't know if I'm making this up, but I thought when the word first came out that there was potentially going to be a Disney movie, that it was going to be, animated i don't know if i'm completely making that up do you do you remember anything about that i don't remember hearing anything about it being animated but it wouldn't surprise me if that's how they started and then kind of transitioned into the you know the real live action version of the movie um and i definitely agree with you after i watched it my first response was to people who aren't really familiar with this story they are going to love this movie they're going to love Giannis even more uh when we when we covered this movie on um, Tech File for an overtime episode, I mentioned in the episode that like, my mom's going to love this movie. I know mm. she's going to love this movie because, you know, she likes the Bucks. Um, she's become a bigger Bucks fan over the years. And she's always had a soft spot for Giannis because she's been, you know, he's been here for almost 10 years now. And seeing him grow up has been like, it's been special for Bucks fans. And even my mom, who has started watching more regularly. Um, but like she watched that movie and she called me and she's like, I'm just looking up everything I possibly can about this family right now. Like I'm Googling everything. I'm trying to watch the videos that we saw clips of during the movie. I'm going back to his draft day. And like, she's like, I cried at the end. She's like, it's just such a good movie. And I was like, I think it was enjoyable for sure. And I think maybe because I read the book already and we, mm. I've just been reading articles about Giannis throughout his career where it was like, 
okay, most of this is familiar. Um, but what I loved about it was, although Giannis is the the back-to-back MVP, he's the guy with all this hardware from the NBA court, I feel like the real heart of the story was actually Charles Adetokounmpo, his dad. Like his dad and his mom felt like they were the real heart of the story and all that they had to go through uh, to ensure their kids could have a better life. And um, the the op- the scene when the Charles and um, uh, what's his mother's name again? Veronica. Veronica. I knew it was her with the V. Um, when they're in Turkey and immigration comes and like jumping out of windows and hiding, and I was like okay, I can, I can really see why they felt it would be unsafe for them to take their oldest son along with them um, on this journey. And the Francis part of it too was really interesting to me and how they were able to bring him into the movie and make his presence felt throughout it, including, I'm not sure many Bucks fans know this, including the music. Um, Francis out of the Kumpo goes by the rap name of Ophelia. Hmm. Um, and he had some of his music playing throughout the movie. I know this because over at Tech File, we say we're the number one O'Feely podcast. Um, <laughs> we, we enjoy the Afro beats music. So when we heard the O'Feely, we were like, oh, he's in the movie. We got the Francis music. So, um, yeah, I thought it was really well done. And I feel like if you didn't know the story, you would like it a lot more. But even if you are familiar with the story and you have love for the family, um, it's it's really interesting to, to see it play out. So you made a good point, I think, about uh, Charles and the fact that, yeah, I would agree. I think that in many ways, this was a tribute to him, this whole movie. And not only that, but I think when you look at, and it's for obvious reasons, clearly Thanasis when the basketball side of things has played a really important part in it. We do understand that. Uh, but it does, it's also not lost on me that they could have quite clearly just made this a Giannis movie and said, mm-hmm. well, Giannis is a superstar. What a crazy story to go from where they did to being the best basketball player in the world. Uh, but in typical fashion of the family, and the fashion of Giannis, he's like, hey, no, 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 no. I understand I'm the best player in the world, but I wouldn't have done it without mom and dad, and I wouldn't have done it without Tanasis and Alex and Costas and everyone that was a part of this movie. So I thought that was really cool. But I agree. Overall, I think that uh, it highlighted uh, both of his parents, um, but certainly it, it felt to me that he wanted to uh, have some kind of tribute uh, to his dad. Uh, i got more thoughts. After I talk about our friends at betonline.net, uh, and interesting, we've been talking about the championship odds a little bit here on the podcast the last few weeks. And at betonline.net, the Milwaukee Bucks now, as of the 26th of July, 2022, are the second favorites to win the title. They've come in uh, to 6-1 to one, uh, there. They're only trailing the Boston Celtics, interestingly enough, a team we spoke a lot about on yesterday's podcast uh, with the Kevin Durant news, Camille. And I'm curious and whether or not it's real or not. But it is interesting to look at this right here and see that the Boston Celtics are the champion uh, championship favorites, uh, with the odds makers anyway, our friends at Bet Online. And they're considering a humongous trade. I think that's why it's complicating for Boston a little bit. Yeah, uh, I I completely understand everybody who's just saying, like, yes, trade KD immediately. Like, like trade for KD, like do whatever you need to do. It's KD, generational talent so on and so forth. And I agree. He is probably like the best offensive basketball player I've, I've seen, like being seven feet tall and being able to do what he does. Yeah. It's impressive. Um, but I do wonder if, 
Boston might be a team who who values the ring more so than like a long term team build here. Um, but to be able to see that you know your your pairing of Tatum and Brown actually can work, and you see them get to the finals, and you know that there's something there, and then this summer you go ahead and you grab Malcolm Brogdon, you get Gallinari, like you, you're doing things that make this team already competitive. Um, so I can see why they would be you know a top uh, top contender in sporting books. And if you add KD, <laughs> you're still a top contender, I would say for sure. But I think I would rather, if I was a Celtics fan, I would rather keep Brown and Tatum together, the young core that I can see for the next 10 years play together than a random year or two. Well, he has a couple years left on his contract with KD and, and seeing how that goes. And KD's been amazing when he's on the court, but every year since the Achilles injury, he has missed some time. There's just. My risk tolerance isn't high enough <laughs> for me to be someone to make that move if I was in Boston shoes. I kind of lean your way there, Camille. But uh, speaking of teams that Kevin Durant has played for and he's currently on, the Brooklyn Nets, I found this really fascinating. 40-1 to 1 at the start of July, and I assume that was when people figured that Kevin Durant was going out the door for sure. Kyrie Irving wasn't going to return. Uh, I, people clearly took advantage of that because now they're into 14-1 to 1 and they are uh, the sixth favorite. Uh, for the championship, uh, according to BetOnline.net. Uh, but anyway, you can check out all the odds there at the website or on your mobile device where you can learn more about all the action happening today. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, so as we keep talking about Rise, uh, the movie here, one other thing that was interesting, because I was curious to know uh, how close the movie would tread to the real life story because uh, again, it is a Disney movie, Disney movie. And certainly if you've read the book, there are parts in the book or just know the story or familiar with the story. There are parts in the book, particularly with uh, their, uh, them growing up in Greece where you're like, my God, this is, this is incredibly tough. This is, this is some dark stuff. And then in the movie, there was parts where, uh, they were all sitting around on the couch playing PlayStation and eating food and stuff like that. And if you know the Yana story, you know that when he came to Milwaukee, he bought a PlayStation or whatever it was, Xbox, I don't know, one of those game things. And it felt so guilty about it that he took it back the next day because he, he was never able to have those things. He felt guilty about spending the money. So there was bits and pieces in this movie which um, they probably had to do. They had to make it a little more... Um, I don't know whether family friendly is the right word or watchable, whatever you want to call it, but they, there were certainly some things that were bending the truth a little bit. Oh yeah, definitely. And, I, and like you mentioned, I kind of figured that would be the case coming yeah. into it. And this movie, while it's a, a sport movie, technically because it's about Giannis Antetokounmpo and his family. And we know how basketball is life for, for that family. It's less of a basketball movie than it is just a movie about like family perseverance. Like it's really the family is the the heart of the movie. So some of the liberties that they took, for example, them playing the PlayStation together, I, I felt like it was in there more so to show like sibling dynamics. Like oh, we're, they're having fun with each other. Like they spend a lot of time together. They're competitive with each other, even you know on the game, on the court, whatever the case may be. So those liberties were, um, I was just kind of like, that's interesting that you know they're in this situation where they're playing this game. And one thing that stood out to me for some reason, this is like really nerdy, but the pair of shoes that Giannis and the Nassas were sharing were like some uh, high top air force ones. And I was like, interesting that they chose that shoe 
uh, when like historically, no, it was like a pair of Kobe's, I believe it was, where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I wonder why they took that shoe instead of the, the Kobe. Is it because, you know, at the time there was the the Nike shortage of the Kobe's, what Vanessa was upset about or whatever the case may be. It was a very minute detail, but um, that's a particular part of Giannis's story that's always stood out to me that they shared a pair of shoes. And, that the, and then he wore that same Kobe build at an all-star game with a little note to the NAS, like, thanks for letting me borrow your shoes. So it's always stood out in my head that those were the shoes that they were sharing. So when I saw the, 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 the high forces, I was like, that's an interesting choice because also playing in air force, high air forces, that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's difficult to do. Um, but some, you know, just a little liberty. I'm sure most people didn't even care about that piece, but me being me, I'm like, why don't, why don't they have some Kobe's or at least some low, maybe some some low blacks? I don't know, you know, some, I don't know, something different there. Maybe there was a lot of people out there because we know later on in the movie, Thanasis, who, uh, and I think, you know, realistically, he was the one that um, was per- perhaps a more natural uh, basketball player through their youth. But of course, if you're watching the movie and you didn't know the story, you might be sitting there thinking because they had this big tryout or they're about to go for this big tryout. Uh, you know, scouts are watching and all this kind of stuff. And Thanasis uh, sprains his ankle. And at that point in the movie, again, if you didn't know the story, you could be sitting there and thinking, my goodness, if Thanasis didn't sprain his ankle, he might be the best basketball player in the world, which, of course, we know is probably not the way it played out. And, and Giannis, we understand why he's got the way he has. But maybe that's why he sprained his ankle. The shoes can be on. Maybe it was the shoes. The high forces. You're not meant to hoop in the high forces, but yeah, I think the movie did a good job of portraying that as well, where it seemed as if the Nassas had more natural talent for the sport and Giannis had to put in a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of work just to be as good as his brother and to keep on proving it because it's a line in the movie um, when they first play basketball and they're all in the bed talking about it. And I think Giannis asks the Nassas, like, do you think you're that good to like make the team and make enough money for our yeah. family to get out of here. And Thanasis responds like, I'll become that good if that helps our family. And I was like, oh, that's a line that sums up like how this family operates where it's all about the family. I'll do what it takes to make sure that my family is all right, make sure my family is straight. And I felt like they were able to communicate that in so many different ways in the movie from the dialogue to seeing how hard Giannis was working just to be competent at shooting a free throw in the movie or to see him, you know, on the court by himself for hours and hours or seeing him when they both get their shoes and he's playing one-on-one with the Nasses and Charles is out there with them. And he just, he's not really getting it. And it's not until that moment where the Nasses sprains his ankle in this hypothetical situation, movie situation um, where Giannis kind of steps up and he's like, okay, I can, I can, I can lead this. Like my brother has my back. He believes in me. I can do it. And you see him do it. And he takes off. So, yeah, I think they did a really good job of, of showing how important the Nassus was as well, because I feel like a lot of people, one, still think that he's the younger brother, uh, maybe because he's shorter, um, but also mm-hmm. just kind of think like he's he's here just to be here. But it's like the Nassus is a huge part of why this all was able to work out. Like he I have so much I already respected the Nassus, but I feel like the movie did up my respect for him a little bit more. Yeah, and that's why, you know, we have the episode uh, yesterday where we're talking about Alex and Thanasis, and I'm asking questions like I've thought over the journey that, you know, with Thanasis think to himself, well, I'm a, and we've spoken about his place in the Bucks rotation, all those types of things. It's going to be difficult for him to be an every night player. Uh, but that's also, understand, this is an absolute world-class athlete that could play elsewhere, could play overseas and make a bunch of mm-hmm. money, could follow his own 
you know, dreams, whatever he wanted to do. And instead, he's happy to be in Milwaukee. And of course, a big part of that is because he gets to be around his family. And in typical selfish Pittman fashion, I've got two brothers. But if that happened to me, and this is, this is, you know, I've had a pretty easy life. And when you read stories like this, you become very much more aware of it. But if I missed out on my goal, which was like potentially going to the NBA draft, whatever it may be, becoming a professional, making a lot of money, I'd be incredibly jealous. And he was mm-hmm. just like, nope, go for it. And he's celebrating. So again, I mean, these they, they are an incredible family. I've heard some people complain that there wasn't enough basketball scenes in this movie. Uh, to your point earlier about hustle, where you said that perhaps the players, <laughs> I, I think this might be the opposite. I'm not sure whether these actors who are these brothers who I think did a fantastic job, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if there's any info. Are they good at basketball? Or Because perhaps that was a restriction on how much high quality, intense basketball scenes you can actually have. Yeah, it felt that way, especially the actor who was playing Giannis. There's like a lot of cuts, uh, action cuts, and the way that they filmed the movie made me think like, okay. Like, by the way, Camille, let me just say, if you're not if you're no good at basketball and you're doing the early scenes where Giannis is just bricking everything, then it's perfect. You're just like, just yeah. go for it, man. Just get shots yeah, up and we'll use first, it. <laughs> your very first scene, do these scenes, and as we continue to work with you, we'll do the rest of the basketball scenes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely agree. The the basketball quality wasn't great, but I don't think that was the the main focus of what this movie was about. And I mean, I feel like that's evident too by the draft process. Like it was so short. Like they put so yeah. much in into a very tight window to cover the NBA draft portion of it in a very unrealistic way of how that part happened. But just to kind of get the story to a conclusion of well, he makes it to the NBA, here we go. So I know we're sort of zigzagging all over the place here but we both did watch this a couple of weeks ago so i remember in different things that i liked uh about the movie but um, one thing that i did like is that again we've mentioned it multiple times but even though we know the story uh i still found myself incredibly anxious about different scenarios like early in the movie uh as you said where they're escaping uh nigeria then getting to turkey and trying to get across the border i'm stressing at home about that uh, I'm getting really frustrated by uh, the woman when they're trying to get their documents uh, yes. oh, in Greece. Yeah. I was just getting really, really frustrated by that situation, which I think shows that they did a pretty good job in the movie because I know that it, eventually it's going to be fine. I know how the story works out, and yet I'm still stressed and annoyed uh, by the process. And, and perhaps part of that is just annoyed by the general process that so many people have to try and go through themselves. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. It was like a chicken or an egg thing. Like you're telling me I need to show you, to get on papers and show you I have this job to get residency, but I can't get residency without having a job. Like it was, yeah, it was maddening to to watch that. And I definitely agree with that. And the the scene that really gutted me as well um, was when they had the nice day, they got in the car and they went out. And when they came back, they couldn't get back into their house. Yeah, and yeah. To, to see them all like sleeping in the car and to watch how, First, I just need to say this too. All the actors did an amazing job in this movie. Um, and when you see like Charles just sitting on the car and you're just watching him, there's no dialogue, there's nothing to say, but you feel everything that's going on in his mind in this moment where you're like, he feel as the father of this family, you know, he he feels protective of them and he's feeling a certain way about his family not being comfortable and being safe in their in their room. And you can see how upset he is, and you can see all these different emotions without him saying one word. And I was just like, excellent casting in this movie. Excellent casting. 
Uh, you mentioned, as we sort of get to the end here, you mentioned uh, the draft process. And it, this was also interesting how they sort of uh, played this out. And a lot of people have sort of understood the story. A couple of teams that were sniffing around. Of course, a few years later, there's going to be a number of teams that said, gee, we would have taken Giannis if he just slipped to us. Of course, that's going to be the case. It was interesting in the movie how they, they played, which again, makes perfect sense. It's a movie. It's it's fine. And they played it out that like he had to be picked by pick 17 mm-hmm. or it wasn't going to happen. And even just like the real disappointment when he didn't get picked like one or two or three. And I don't know. I mean, I assume that wasn't the case. Like I assume that in real life they knew that wasn't happening. But, but, but then again, potentially there was just so much anxiety and stress that maybe that was the case. I'm not sure. It could have been at that point. Um, but one thing that was funny with the, the draft scene was as they were going through it, it was a reminder, like, man, that was a really bad draft class. 2013 was not, oh, it was not, it was not a good draft. I'm just watching, hearing the names. I'm like, Anthony Bennett went number one. I'm like, oh, yeah, he did go one in this draft. And I'm seeing, and I'm like, oh, man, like, I can see why all these teams now, like, hindsight are like, I would have, we would have drafted Giannis if he was there, but. The only team I was aware of that was really like in love with Giannis was Atlanta. So it was interesting too how, you know, that was just all thrown out at that point because memory serves me right. He came to Atlanta and he's supposed to be like secretive mission and don't anybody know you're here. And him at the Nassis were just walking around, you know, downtown with Hawks gear on it. Like, no, you get, get back in the car. Like, you know, we can't have you out here. Um, so yeah, again, it makes sense for the movie for like his first time coming to America to be for the draft. And then, ending the movie there knowing that he goes to Milwaukee. But um, yeah, the liberties they took were kind of interesting. They did nail John Hammond. I don't know how they. Oh my goodness. Who was that guy? I don't know, but he sent perfect. The, the dialogue, (laughs) the, everything was perfect. The cadences on point, on point. Uh, That's a fantastic point you make. John Hammond was absolutely superb uh, in this movie, (laughs) but yeah, the draft process was really cool. And I wasn't sure uh, when I first started watching the movie, what, they were going to get to if it just goes to the draft because i mean they could clearly do a second movie and i don't know whether that's the plan but to cut it at the draft was interesting but again i think it comes back to the point that this wasn't a Giannis movie Uh, this was about the family and the fact that he even got drafted was a success story for the family and whatever happened after has obviously been incredible but just getting to that point was the story so yeah, maybe there isn't. Maybe there won't be another movie, but they could certainly do it because there is so much left on the table uh, from his family coming to America then and being with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, his father's uh, death as well. So th- there's so many things that they could work into, and perhaps that part of it is why there won't be another movie, and that would make some sense to me uh, as well. But overall, I would say that when people have you know, been critical of this movie, and I've seen mostly positive, but some people... Some people take these things a little bit too seriously. And and the point that I always keep coming back to is that Giannis and the family went through all the process with this. And so they so ultimately they've made a movie that that they liked, that they thought mm-hmm. was a, a, a close enough and you know fun or I don't know, fun's the right word, but representation of, of what they've gone through. So I, I find it very hard to be critical of little bits and pieces in this movie when they've been so heavily involved in it. Same, same here. Um, they did their job. They, I feel like they did what they were set out to do. And that was tell the story of their family and the line of, you know, if one of us scores, we all score. And mm. 
how much they took that to heart because I mean you even mentioned like the jealousy that could be there if you know oh, your yeah. your brother was able to achieve his dreams and you're <laughs> on the bench but even thinking about when Costas won his ring with the Lakers and seeing their reaction to it where they're posting in their IG stories and they're celebrating and when they're seeing them and they're like yeah and then Giannis I need to get me one of those but like I'm proud of you like, I'm happy for you like it, it feels so genuine for that family that like it's really about the family and to know the whole family came together to make this movie, um, to again hear Francis represented throughout the movie as well, um, even though he's not the ba- a basketball playing brother, but he's a brother who was loved, a uh, respected member of the family nonetheless. It was really cool to see. And I'm going to plug it again. Ophelia's music is really good. So y'all go and check. I'm not saying it's because it's Giannis's brother and this is a Bucks podcast, but it's, it's, he does some, some good stuff. So it's like to see all the brothers. Um, be able to to achieve something and also being able to see them all together, like at the premieres and whatnot together was, was really cool. So all in all, I felt like Disney did what they set out to do with Giannis. And we've always felt like his movie or his life could be a movie. Um, so to see that and have it um, be respectful to his family, um, give respect to their origin in Nigeria and the, the true spelling of their name and, all that they had to go through to get there. And honestly, it feels like the movie could have even played up more of the tribulations that they went through, but they kind of toned it down. Just like, you get the point. Let's keep telling the story because um, what you read in the book, it, it, it it's heartbreaking at times to know what they had to go through, the racism, just the the poverty. Like it was a lot and they overcame it. And through work and dedication and natural talent and a family that was together, they were able to overcome that together. And it's, it's really cool to see. It's really cool to see. And how do you wrap up any, uh, you know, inspiring sports movie with a montage? Oh, and I think uh, we saw this, you know, over the last week or so uh, here, if you're a Bucks fan, you would have seen, you know, sort of the Bucks social media, certainly going through a bunch of different montages, the films, the their great Giannis, the three-minute clip or whatever it is that, you know, from signing the contract, winning the title, all those types of things. And they feel, and they did finish this film with a, a real-life montage of all the brothers playing basketball, what they've been able to achieve, obviously ends with Giannis and the, and the title and all those types of things. Uh, and let's just, let's just be honest, pretty emotional times at the end, the MVP mm-hmm. speech. That was the real t- tearjerker in all this. Yeah, it um, yeah, it gets it still, it still chills when I see it. Uh, even championship footage, like it's it's actual chills that still that still come to see it. And I've I've said it many times before, but Giannis is special. Like I I know when you think about like the love affair the city has with like Bobby Portis and things of that sort, like it's real. The love Milwaukee has for Bobby is a hundred percent real. But I I don't know if the city's ever loved an athlete the way they love Giannis and part of it's because he's homegrown I think part of it's because when he got here he was like 18 he was a kid we've been able to watch him grow up on and off the court we we've been able to watch him achieve milestones on the court that you know I think even the most optimistic Giannis fan would have been like I didn't see that coming like someone pulled up an old tweet of mine where I was like you could be an all-star one day and I'm like I, I undershot that because like he's way more like that. His ceiling was not just an all-star. Like his ceiling is a generational talent, uh, top 10, maybe top five when it's all said and done. So um, yeah, the, the love that Milwaukee has for him is real. And 
every time you see like that footage of him getting emotional, at least for me, I know as a Bucks fan, like it makes me emotional too, where it's like, I, I know you're on, you're genuine here. Like that's, that's authentic and we feel it. And we're, we're happy that we get to cheer for you night in and night out. All right. Well, we had a number of people curious about our thoughts, Camille, on this movie. So hopefully, uh, this was somewhat interesting uh, for our <laughs> listeners today, but uh, something else that'll be list- uh, interesting for our listeners would be the Locked On NBA podcast. Uh, you can check that out once you're done uh, with Locked On Bucks. And just a reminder, the next couple of days, Dave Kane tomorrow, Bucks play-by-play radio man. And then uh, on Friday, uh, Blaine Mueller, uh, assistant coach with the Bucks, will be on the podcast as well. So a couple of good ones to wrap up the week, uh, but let us know on YouTube uh, you know, what you thought about the movie. Give us some thoughts. Give us some uh, responses to our takes on the movie. And if there is any seriously negative feedback, direct it to the uh, professional uh, film critic in this duo, Camille, and she will take <laughs> all the criticism. <laughs> bring it on. Bring it on. We, we've been doing this at Tech File for a while. We um, During the pandemic, when there was no sports, we didn't stop podcasting. So mm. we would ask our listeners, like, here are four movies Choose one for us to watch, and next week's episode, we're going to review the movie. And that's how we we birthed uh, Tech Files Cinema, where we just review movies. So um, I found people enjoy movie reviews, so I hope this one was also pretty enjoyable. I think it was, but I was part of the conversation, so I might be biased. Well, we always have fun, Camille, but uh, we couldn't let Frank do it, because Frank would end up just reading the script, the entire script. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a two-and-a-half-hour podcast, so we can't. <laughs> We can't let him do that. Frank's on Frank's on, on the offseason. He'll be back soon at some point. I'll drag him back on the podcast. But we'll leave it there. Uh, I mentioned we are going to get to Chris Milton. But look, we've been going for 33 minutes. This is the way it, uh, it goes every time we do this. So we'll get to that at some point. Uh, but for Camille and myself, we'll leave it there. We'll catch you guys tomorrow.